Windscape Chapter 23 The Tunnel Angus Murdoch stepped out of the jeep and looked back at his son. The hospital car park was so full he double-parked beside a large tree on a crisscross of yellow lines. Stay in the jeep and don't move, he grunted. Sandy unclipped his seatbelt and shimmied across the leather upholstery. Dad, what are you going to do? I'll do whatever I have to do to secure our future. The wind farm has to go ahead. Is Hamish McLeod in there? Are you, are you going to try and talk to him? asked Sandy. Angus shook his head dolefully. That's right, Sandy. I'm going to have a chat with Mr McLeod. Sandy squinted up at the black brick buildings. How are you going to find them? Are you sure you don't want me to come with you? Just stay put. Keep an eye out for Jenny and Pavel, snapped Angus. But Flynn... Just do it, said Angus. Angus looked back at the hospital buildings. He had to do this alone. He had to see if there was any way he could stop Hamish MacLeod from ruining his plans. Glancing back one more time to check that Sandy was still in the jeep, Angus wandered through the cluster of patients, staff and visitors, all puffing on their cigarettes at the main entrance. He looked up at a board that read Cardiology and checked that the gloves were still in his inside pocket. He took a deep breath, then continued down the polished corridor. It was pitch dark in the tunnel, but Jenny could hear Pavel shuffling about ten yards away. What are you doing, Pavel? she asked. Her teeth were chattering. To hear what they're saying, he whispered. She shuffled along beside him. Outside the tunnel, Jenny could hear Flynn arguing with one of the other Neds. Pavel let out a sigh. Typical. What's typical? said Jenny. Flynn's decided that one of his creeps has a better jacket than him, and he wants it. There was a loud bang at the end of the tunnel, followed by a barrage of shouts and swearing. Jenny heard Flynn laugh and say, That's better. It's mine now, so take your eyes off it. The shouts and curses eventually died down until there was no sound except for the occasional drip of water. I want to see if there's any way out of here before they come back. Before we freeze to death, they're probably off taking Big Birdie's boat back to its mooring. We don't have much time. Jenny heard something. Quiet, Pavel. A far-off bark echoed down the tunnel. Lord! shouted Jenny. Pavel called out too. Lord! Lord! We're in here, boy! The barking grew more intense. It's definitely him. There was always a raspy growl before every yelp, like someone revving up an engine before it backfired. There was a loud bashing sound at the far end of the tunnel. There must be a metal door down there. Come on, Jenny, take my hand. Jenny felt Pavel's hand press into hers. Ahead, there was another clatter of something smashing into metal. A thin crack of light split the darkness. Jenny winced. Watch where you put in your feet, said Pavel. There's lots of rubbish in here. Jenny caught her shin on something cold and hard. She reached down and traced her fingers along the length of a wooden shaft until she felt the handle. It's a spade, she whispered. Take it with us, said Pavel. Woof! Jenny moved forward, waving the shovel before her 
like a mine detector. Lord! Pavel reached the crack of light first. Jenny could see Lord's outline flickering across the bright white line ahead. She banged her shoulder off the metal and pushed her fingers through a narrow gap. She felt Lord's tongue wetting her fingertips. Thank God, she moaned, already weeping with relief. Hand me the shovel, said Pavel. Jenny gave him the shovel and stood back a little as Pavel wedged it into the gap. They both leaned on the handle and pushed hard. The slash of light widened until they could see a tall stone monument. What's that? asked Jenny. I don't know, said Pavel, but I remember seeing it from the train. We're still near the river and the railway track. I think I know where we are. Push harder, said Jenny. She put her whole weight on the handle of the spade, wedging the gap open even further. Crack! The gap closed over. No, she wailed. The spade's broken. Nice one, Jenny. That was the final straw. Don't, Jenny clenched her fists. Don't start with your stupid sayings, OK? Got it, moaned Pavel. Pavel? No, I understand, he chuckled. Lee said, soonest mended. She landed him a punch. Pavel's stupid giggle filled the dark tunnel. How can you laugh at a time like this? asked Jenny. My father's in hospital and we've no way of getting the letter to him in time unless we get out of here. Lord's paws scratched the outer surface of the metal plate that blocked their way out. A woeful whine filled their ears. You've still got the letter then? said Pavel. Jenny searched her belt and sighed as she felt the smooth surface of the envelope. Suddenly a thought occurred to her and she stuck her hand in the pocket of her jeans. I've Wendy's mobile number. So, said Pavel, in a derisory tone. So maybe we can call him, she snapped. Oh yeah, there's a whole bank of phones down here and Flynn's dropped his mobile. What is it, said Jenny. Pavel was thinking. Flynn, he was scuffling around with her other Ned. Pavel pushed one eye against the crack of light. You're a genius, Jenny. I am, she asked. Yes, you are. Flynn's dumped his jacket on the ground. I can see it. Far too pleased with his new one, he's gone off without it. A wonder. Jenny pressed her eye against the crack of light. She could just make out an off-white shell suit top lying scrunched up on the ground about two yards away from the metal plate. Pavel took the broken handle of the spade and forced it through the crack until it opened up another few inches. Can you reach it, Jenny? I'm not sticking my arm through there. If that old handle breaks, the metal plate will cut my arm off. And said Pavel, straining with the handle. And I suppose I could try. Jenny rolled up her sleeve and eased her hand through the gap. It's too far away. Flynn isn't daft. He wouldn't have left his mobile in there. He's not that clever either, said Pavel. He didn't know that Lord would come back, did he? Can you get Lord to bring it closer? Jenny had no idea if Lord had the brains to do this. Lord, she shouted, bring the jacket. Lord wagged his tail and shook more river water from his coat. Lord, where's the sweetie? Where's the chocolate? She yelled. Lord yelped and sniffed the ground around his front paws. There it is, said Jenny in a high-pitched anxious voice. Lord's tail windmilled even faster. The dog sniffed Flynn's white top. That's it, boy. That's where the sweetie is. Lord put the shell suit top in his mouth and shook it. 
It flew free of his jaws and landed much closer to the gap in the metal plate. Jenny pushed her arm out as far as she could. Her fingers brushed against the slippery material. Cold and slightly damp, Flynn's jacket seemed to jump away from her. Lord caught hold of it and shook it again. No, yelled Jenny. Bring it here. Lord turned his back on her and dug into the soil underneath the jacket. A white lump of cloth whisked up into the air amongst a spray of dirt and battered against the gap. Something hard hit the metal plate. Jenny pushed her eye against the gap and spied the black mobile on the ground. Quickly, said Pavel, I'm struggling to keep this open. The wooden handle creaked like an old door and the gap wavered. Jenny jabbed her arm through the gap as near to the ground as she could. Hey, a voice rose up from the distance. There's a dug up at the tunnel. Jenny fumbled for the phone. Pavel slipped. Jenny, I, I can't hold it any. Jenny began to pull her arm back. The wooden handle snapped with a loud crack and the gap sprang shut. Ah! Jenny, yelled Pavel. Jenny whimpered quietly. Pavel put his arm around her. Jenny, I've got it, said Jenny. She handed Pavel the phone. Thank God, said Pavel. Flynn's realised he's left it behind. We've only got a minute before they get back here. In the dim light, he glanced down at Jenny's arm. Are you okay? I thought you had... I'm fine. But Lord is out there with those idiots. Let's phone Wendy, said Pavel. They edged back from the narrow gap and held up the slip of paper with Wendy's number on it. There was just enough light to read it, so Pavel switched the mobile on and dialed. Jenny waited. There's no answer, said Pavel. Leave a message, urged Jenny. Hold on, said Pavel. This is Flynn's phone, right? Jenny nodded. That was definitely his jacket. I've got an idea, said Pavel, a wry smile forming on his face. He typed into the phone.